Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast with me, Nico James Bach, a broker at Royal LePay Signature in downtown Toronto. Uh, in today's episode, I'd like to discuss the recent budget 2023, as well as the market stats for March 2023, and the BOC's interest rate announcement, uh, the one that occurred in March, March 8th, and the next announcement, which will uh, take place on April the 12th. I'd like to share my screen. So uh, as uh, all of the podcasts that have been recorded since the start of the new year, this is taking place on Zoom. So you'll have the benefit of viewing the uh, slides and, um, uh, and accessing the, uh, the content uh, after the, uh, the podcast. So uh, without further ado, uh, we can get started. Okay, so March 2023, DPA housing market, interest rate, and budget 2023. So uh, March 2023, here's a recap. As we move through the first quarter, we as realtors were reporting that competition between buyers was heating up in many DPA neighborhoods. Those are the micro markets as well as the macro markets and submarkets. The most recent statistics support this with the average sale price above the average list price for the first time since May 2022. It has been suggested that demand for home ownership will continue to recover in 2023 as high average rents move more closely in line with the cost of home ownership. There was a 0.25 basis point hike on January 25th followed by an interest rate hold on March 8th. Now, the next announcement is on March 12th. The government tabled its budget on March 28th, and the budget included several changes and initiatives to increase housing supply in the country. So I wanna take a look at each of those points uh, in detail. Starting with what's happening in the GTA residential market. On average, DCA home prices are trending upward. The March 8th rate hold has stimulated the market. Okay, Inventory levels, however, remain below average. Demand for housing, all types, increases as more and more people pour into the GTA. Multiple offers are making a comeback in all housing types, but only if certain conditions are met. Sellers need to work with their realtors when setting a list price. Buyers need to work closely with their mortgage broker and or financial advisor. The stress test is still with us. The condo resale market is also feeling the pressure. And as such, some developers are offering very attractive incentives. In order to appreciate the changes in average selling price in the GTA, we need to look at three months of market data. It's not enough just to look at what happened in March or what happened in February or what happened in January. It's a good, um, point of reference to take um, a look at what happened comparing January, February with March to see the uh, slow increase in, in average price. So uh, for your benefit, I've prepared uh, the DPA market stats uh, for uh, January, February, and March. These were uh, released individually in those respective months. But uh, for the benefit of looking at price appreciation, uh, it's good to see them side by side. In January, the average price 
uh, was 1,038,668. This is GTA macro market. In February, that average price crept up slow, slowly uh, to 1,073,138. Now in March, it crept up again slowly, 1,089,819. What happened in February with the rate hold is um, the, for the first time since the introduction of uh, the interest rate hikes back in March, 2022, uh, houses started to, homes uh, of all types started to uh, appreciate uh, slowly uh, to regain some of the uh, value that was held firm uh, after the first rate hike in March, 2022. So for seven months, uh, basically prices were fairly stagnant. Uh, in February, 2023, after, shortly after the, um, uh, the interest rate announcement of January, January 25th, um, when there was a very slight um, increase, when we saw in February a slight appreciation, very, very slight. Then in March, with the hold, with the rate hold, we saw uh, another uh, increase. Uh, it's basically an indication that uh, buyers are now starting to feel comfortable with the current interest rate um, and they're qualifying at the higher rate using the stress test. But they're, going, they're coming back to the market. Okay, They're not staying away from the market. So those are GTA numbers. Let's look at uh, Toronto. Toronto market stats in January uh, showed a average price of 987,842. In February, that price, uh, average price crept up slowly, 1,038,434. Now in March, there was another slight increase, 1,046,656, okay? If we go to uh, another uh, submarket, which is York Region, York Region's average price in January, 1,285,583. In February, 1,296,659. In March, 1,318,479. Um, we can stay on uh, York region uh, to look at some of the other uh, uh, stats um, that have shown uh, changes, fluctuations during the same three month period. In uh, January, the number of active listings uh, was 544, okay, in York region. In February, we see the number of listings double, almost triple, 1,453. In March, we see the average uh, or the number of listings uh, almost double, uh, the 80% increase, 2,700. Now, it's impressive, uh, the uh, increase in inventory uh, during those months, but you have to keep in mind that those numbers are still very, very low. Uh, if we consider that the demand for housing in not only in York region, obviously, but in Toronto, uh, Brampton, Mississauga, the demand uh, for housing is very, very high. So if you see in January that there are only 544 listings in the whole of York region, 
we jumped to um, 2,700 listings in March. The numbers are still low, like the numbers are still low. And that is really uh, what is driving the uh, moderate increase in pricing. Uh, because as I mentioned at the beginning of the uh, of the podcast, multiple offers are making a comeback. So there, the competition for what is available is quite high. Um, average number of days um, for sale is coming down slightly in January uh, in New York region. Average number of days on the market is 26. Uh, it comes down slightly in February, 23 days on the market. And in March, it comes down again, 21 days, average days on market. Now, um, March uh, is, or basically the end of February, uh, is the start of the spring market, which is uh, historically uh, the busiest time in, uh, in real estate. So it isn't a, a huge surprise uh, that the uh, properties are selling much faster, um, but it is, Important to note that during the time when there were uh, several um, constant rate hikes, properties were staying on the market much longer. Like they were staying on the market uh, up to 30 days, basically, um, on average. So now we're seeing a return to those days when properties remain on the market for no more than three weeks. So if we jump to uh, the uh, TREB average price trend line, which is showing average prices from December 2018 to March 2023. We can see clearly that uh, I had shown this, uh, this uh, trend line uh, before, but it's worth uh, repeating that uh, since December 2018, which is the start of this trend line, um, average prices were slowly uh, creeping up. Uh, on a steady uh, basis. So December 2018, uh, then we go to uh, January 2020, 2020. Uh, we go further to uh, January 2022, when we have, uh, the, when we reach the peak. Uh, January 2022, February 2022, uh, we all know, uh, is when uh, there was a huge uh, spike in uh, the average price. Um, and that took a major turn with the introduction of the first uh, interest rate hike, which occurred in March 2022. So uh, predictably, we see the trend line uh, curve downward all the way to uh, January 2023. And only in February 2023, uh, and uh, again, March 2023, do we see uh, a return to an increase in appreciation. So prices peaked in February 2022, March 2022, we saw the first uh, of a series of interest rate hikes. February 2023, for the first time, prices started to inch upwards. So what are some of the other factors? Uh, that have uh, contributed to uh, the fluctuation. Well, we already mentioned the uh, buyer interest uh, has returned. Uh, there is now a return to the multiple offer situation, um, but we can't uh, ignore the Bank of Canada interest rate and its effect on variable rate mortgages. It's important to know the distinction between 
the Bank of Canada's uh, uh, interest rate um, hike, uh, its effect on variable rates mortgages only, uh, and fixed rate mortgages are affected by the bond yields, which I'll just which I'll discuss uh, after uh, I get through uh, Bank discussing Bank of Canada. So the predictions for interest rate policy, Wednesday, April 12th, is the Bank of Canada's next policy rate decision um, meeting, and they are more than likely to hold the interest rate steady. No guarantee, obviously, um, but that's what the general uh, consensus is. Um, inflation has come down to 5.2% year over year, and the bank is currently satisfied with where the policy rate is. My professional opinion is that there is little to no chance that the Bank of Canada pivots on their interest rate policy before first quarter 2024. That's just uh, uh, my feeling. I think uh, during 2023, we're going to see, uh, we're going to continue to see uh, slight fluctuation, either no change or perhaps even a small increase, even if we have a uh, recession. Okay, So inflation is still above 5%, which is a far cry from the 2% target that the Bank of Canada is hoping for. The economy is still looking really strong with a multi-month run of 5% unemployment, which is near historical lows with many unfulfilled job openings. Now, these factors do not point towards an economy in need of an economic jolt in the form of reduced borrowing costs. Uh, it points to a resilient Canadian economy that can withstand the current interest rate. The Bank of Canada is in no rush to reduce the policy rate. I can tell you that for sure. Um, predictions, uh, again, that being said, we have seen a lot of downward pressure, pressure on our market driven fixed term interest rates over the past seven weeks. Okay. The market driven fixed rate are not fixed rates are not determined by the bank of Canada's policy rate, like the variable interest rate. The fixed rate will ebb and flow much more frequently than the variable rate since they are determined by the current economy bond yield and projection of where interest rates will be in the future. This is why we're seeing fixed rates come down when there is no chance uh, of the Bank of Canada reducing its policy rate. If you have a variable rate mortgage, your current rate is now much higher than most three-year fixed, uh, three-year uh, three and five-year actually fixed rates. Uh, with no rate cuts on the horizon, you may want to consider switching to a three-year fixed rate. Uh, I encourage you to speak to your mortgage broker and to download my Canadian Mortgage app to calculate how much you can save by making a switch. It may be worth paying a penalty in the middle of the term and switching mortgagees. Your current bank may be limited in what terms they are able to offer. Uh, the link to my Canadian Mortgage app uh, uh, is uh, will be in the description as well as, as, well as uh, in uh, one of these slides. So you can easily access it there. So back to the topic of bond yield. So in the past uh, podcast episode, I looked at how the Bank of Canada's policy rate affects other banks' prime rates and what it means to borrowers. Uh, the bank's interest rate impacts a lot of what happens in the Canadian financial system, but it isn't the only important variable that investors should know about, okay? Uh, the role that bond yields play in mortgages and other borrowing is uh, like the overnight rate. When bond yields change, the banks take the change into account, which then gets passed on to the borrower. 
bond yields are crucial in understanding how fixed rate mortgages, mortgage rates are set. A bond is a kind of investment product that is most popular for its low risk and variable returns. When you buy a bond yield, you are in essence acting as a lender to the Bank of Canada. The bank will take your money and put it towards government spending and debt and will issue issue you interest over time. Um, once your bond reaches maturity, you are paid back the principal amount in full. And now a bond yield is expressed as a percentage, and this is not strictly a measurement of interest paid out. Uh, at the time of issuing, each bond comes with a face value and what is called a coupon rate, a fixed interest rate amount that is paid. Uh, for the sake of understanding mortgage rates, it's important to know that bond prices fluctuate in the market. When bond prices go up, the returns from owning a bond goes down. When prices are low, the returns are higher. The fixed mortgage rates follow the bond yield and therefore have an inverse relationship to bond prices. The BLC's uh, rate affects variable rate mortgages. The five-year bond yield affects fixed rate mortgages. So passing over now to budget 2023. Uh, building on previous commitments, the budget 2023 proposes uh, $4 billion over seven years to implement a co-developed urban, rural, and northern Indigenous housing strategy. Um, I'm only going to um, concentrate on the housing aspect of the budget. Uh, a lot uh, was uh, tabled. Um, not a lot was actually uh, done to benefit housing, but these are the, the, the prime points. Uh, an intention to reallocate national housing co-investment fund dollars from the repair stream to the new construction stream as needed. It enables financial institutions uh, to offer the previously announced tax-free first home savings account uh, starting in April 1st, 2023. Uh, so this is a new um, way for first-time buyers to get into uh, the market. Uh, the Housing Accelerator Fund, launching in the summer of 2023, provides incentive funding to local governments to boost housing supply across Canada. The details of the fund remain undisclosed. There is no clarity on how the Housing Accelerator Fund will operate with the Rapid Housing Initiative. I was looking for more uh, of an alignment to uh, of the National Housing Strategy with the Right to Housing Act, which would encourage a move away from the focus on for-profit housing. Uh, to ensure better rights and protections for the people more likely to be precariously housed. Canada really needs a national standard for tenant protection. Uh, it's, uh, it's worth noting that neither of these important policy decisions were included in Budget 2023. However, Bill 23, uh, which is the More Homes Built Faster Act 2022, <laughs> Uh, received royal assent in November 28, 2022, so it precedes uh, this year's budget. It goes a little bit further in trying to uh, increase the supply of housing. So um, Ontario has taken action to ensure that complete sustainable communities are built near and centered around our historic investments in province-wide transit expansion. As I mentioned before, it received royal assent on November 28, 2022. Supporting the growth and standardization of affordable and rental housing, 
Ontario is creating the conditions for building more affordable and purpose-built rental housing across the province. The legislation supports regulatory changes to provide certainty regarding inclusionary zoning rules with a maximum 25-year affordability period, a 5% cap on the number of inclusionary zoning units, and a standardized approach to determining the price or rent of an affordable unit under an inclusionary zoning program. Uh, government changes in fees uh, significantly impact the cost of housing, adding up to 250,000 to the overall cost of building a home. Uh, that is why Ontario changed the Planning Act, the Development Charges uh, Act, and the Conservation Authorities Act to freeze, reduce, and exempt fees um, and to spur the supply of new home construction and help address Ontario's housing supply crisis. And it is a crisis. Uh, rental construction has reduced uh, development charges uh, of up to 25% and conservation authority fees for development permits and proposals are temporarily frozen. Uh, the Ontario Land Tribunal is a critical part of Ontario's land use planning system. Uh, legislative changes to the Ontario Land Tribunal Act will help speed up proceedings, uh, resolve cases more efficiently, and streamline processes. Uh, the creation of a new attainable housing program, uh, Ontario is creating a new program to support the dream of home ownership for more Ontarians. The new program will leverage a range of tools, including surplus or underutilized provincial land and commercial innovation and partnerships to help rapidly build attainable homes in mixed income communities that are more accessible and could help families to build equity. Uh, protecting Ontario home builders from unethical developers. Now, Ontario is further strengthening consumer protection um, for new home buyers by doubling the maximum fines for unethical builders and vendors of new homes that contravene the New Home Construction Licensing Act 2017, including unfairly cancelling projects or terminating purchase agreements. Now, these changes under the new Home uh, Construction Licensing Act 2017 will increase existing maximum financial penalties from 25,000 to 50,000 per infraction, with no limit to additional monetary benefit penalties, and be retroactively imposed for um, contraventions that occurred on or after April 14, 2022. So what are the key takeaways of this podcast? March 2023 uh, was a, an interesting uh, month. Uh, we are now fully into uh, the spring market. Um, so the April numbers um, uh, are looking strong. Um, continuing, uh, in my opinion, the uh, moderate increase in, uh, in price appreciation. So home prices are trending upwards, okay? We are expecting another BOT rate hold in the next announcement, which is on April the 12th. Fixed interest rates are directly affected by the bond yield. So take a look at uh, the bond yield, the five-year bond yield, um, as well as um, the BOC's uh, interest rate uh, announcement when you decide to renegotiate uh, your mortgage. 
Variable rates are affected by the BOP's interest rate move. Budget 2023 introduced urban, rural, and northern indigenous housing strategy and the Housing Accelerator Fund. An intention to reallocate national housing uh, co-investment fund dollars from the repair stream to the new construction stream as needed and enable uh, financial institutions to offer their previously announced tax-free first home savings account starting April 1st, 2023. I also took a look at Bill, 2020, uh, Bill 23, <laughs> More Homes Built Faster Act, uh, to see uh, that more homes are built in a timely fashion and offer protection to consumers against unethical uh, developers. Uh, okay, so that is it for um, today's episode. Um, you can reach me uh, either through uh, email uh, you can add a comment to the YouTube video or to the to the podcast video if you are just listening to the audio version uh, through various podcast channels. Uh, you can reach me also uh, on Instagram, um, Twitter, uh, my Facebook business page, uh, always uh, Nico underscore real estate or real estate with Nico. Um, or you can call me. <laughs> okay, uh, that's it for now. Um, I hope you have a good start uh, to the new week. And I hope you had a good Easter. Ciao.